Welcome to Out of Curiosity. Consider us your field guide for queer pride. You will hear from the best of the best in terms of queer business leaders, queer relationship experts, the activists working to protect us all, and everyday LGBTQ plus people that have figured a few things out so you don't have to. Out of Curiosity is brought to you by the Pride and Joy Foundation. Welcome to this little mini episode of Out of Curiosity. This is just a little conversation between myself, Elena Joy, and my partner, Kristen. We are parents of an LGBTQ plus kiddo, as well as obviously LGBTQ plus ourselves. We have an interesting perspective because neither of us came out until our 30s. And so we didn't go through a lot of the experiences that Gen Z is going through now. So we're gonna chat just about one really common question that we're getting from parents these days. But first, welcome Kristen to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So today let's talk about it's summer. It's summer of 2022. A lot of family reunions and other extended family events are happening this summer that haven't happened for a few years now. And what's also happened in the last few years is quite a few people have come out to themselves, come out to their families, And we're hearing from parents of Gen Z saying, all right, my kiddo is out and I'm being as supportive as I know how to be, but we have this family wedding or family reunion coming up this summer and I'm not sure how to handle the extended family. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Trying to provide some options for parents. I feel like a lot of times parents feel like they're kind of trapped in a corner. They don't know which way to go because they don't know what they're going to say and what they're going to do is either going to offend their kid or offend their parents or their extended family, right? So they can kind of feel kind of trapped in a corner, not sure which direction to go and feeling like they don't have so many options. So we're going to kind of discuss today some options that you do have when you are a parent of an LGBTQ plus kiddo and you've got some extended family events coming up this summer. So Kristen, what would you say their first option is? Familial pressure is very much alive and well it it is what directed my parents or my mother specifically to pursue a lot of things for me in my life you know making me do things and to that end making me do things i i have a bit of resentment towards that so number one although it's a family we we use the term family obligation and i think that term gets thrown around very willy-nilly because there really is no obligation to to go to a wedding unless someone is is dying and and you do want to see them so basically number one don't go that is completely you're not beholden to them this is again this is my perspective and my opinion on this they're going to get over it they have to and especially if it is for the best interest of your child i agree yeah if it's a hostile environment you as the parent need to kind of have an ego check whether you are capable of handling the onslaught or potential onslaught of things that are going to come from the outside in meaning other family members directed towards you and your child you know what what are you capable of and if that's something that you as the parent are not ready for both from like a timelines perspective and a mental perspective it is 100 okay to not go and the kid might not want to go. <laughs> like give them the option to, <laughs> you don't want to go? Okay, cool. We're going to stay home and, and do something else. 
Okay, but like think about our kids. Like if we gave them the option at any point to not go to anything, they would not go. Even if it was something that we know they would enjoy. They're just like, they just, they're indoor cats. Like you've always said, like they just don't want to move. So I think what you're saying, what I'm hearing is if we can, as a parent, decide we think this is going to be an overall positive experience and I feel capable of running interference so that my kid doesn't feel attacked in any way, shape or form, then yes, we're going to go, we're going to make this happen. But if I don't feel capable of that, if I don't have the emotional capacity to to do that in a strong way, then maybe that's risking too much. Yep. And I think that that's something the pandemic has really taught us is that all of these frameworks that we've had, right? Like loyalty to a company and, and giving away all of our best energy to a boss, right? Like that framework has completely been deconstructed by the pandemic. And right. I think we're seeing that with family as well. Like if extended family brings you joy and energy, then invest in those relationships. If they don't, it's literally not an obligation you need to fulfill anymore. The framework has been kind of destroyed realizing that really the relationships that bring you joy and happiness, those are the ones to really invest in. And if it doesn't, then it's okay to walk away. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what if they decide, no, this is gonna be a positive experience. We really only have like this one uncle who could probably say some really rude things, but on the whole, this is gonna be a really great experience. My kids wanna see their cousins. I wanna see my siblings. Like, let's make this happen, but what's the best way to move forward? What are your thoughts there? Definitely a conversation between the, the parent and the newly out child for so many different reasons. I think it's important to let the child understand that you have their back as the parent, but to also understand kind of their goals as to who they might want to tell themselves, who they might need you to take care of or <laughs> sequester from them. I, I think that would be very illuminating and, and helpful so that you as the parent can set some healthy boundaries and even almost realize the behaviors that your family is truly displaying. Mm -hmm. Now that you do have an out child, things that seemed innocuous before are not so much anymore. I feel but like that that's one of the gifts. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the gifts that being a rainbow parent gives you is you realize like, oh, I thought I was an ally before. Now I really get it. Like now I really get what could be coming at my child and many, many thousands of other children around the world every day, right? So I think it does expand you and help you to realize like, yeah, I've been putting up with this behavior from Uncle Bob for a really long time, and now I don't want to anymore. I mean, to even further extend that conversation, you know, once you've determined the boundaries that, that you and your child want to set, you can, you know, take that a step further and kind of create an action plan based on, again, that incoming data, how, how you as the parent, you as a child, what expectations you have of your output you know, how to respond to family members or, you know, how to even react, knowing that you as the parent has the child's back, you know, can they come to you at any time during this event? Or maybe you come up with a code word that 
that they need to get out or you need to get out. You know, there, there needs to be, I think the options to, to leave has to be readily available. I think that there could be some parents that feel really conflicted. For example, you know, we could have a sibling that is homophobic or racist and we grew up with them. We have positive memories with them. We love them, right? And yet we also don't want to expose our kids too much to them. <laughs> but I do think that there's a really beautiful conversation that can be had there with your kid of, yeah, Uncle Bob has some really intense ideologies and it's not all of him and we don't have to make a moral judgment on whether he's a good person or a bad person but we can decide how much we're going to invest in our relationship with him the fact is is that there is homophobia and transphobia everywhere right it's everywhere mm -hmm. our, and yeah. our kid is going to have to deal with it for the rest of their lives like that's just reality as are we we're going to have to deal with it for the rest of our lives right so i think there is a feeling of like can we use these moments at home and in our family and extended family as teaching moments of how yes. can we deal with this? How do we keep our boundaries up so that this doesn't come in and attack us, right? And I think that parents get to make that judgment call of yeah. when is this a learning opportunity versus when is this too much and could be harmful to our kids? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. It's, you know, they're family, but they're also just people. Um, you know, family, a lot of people are like, family is everything. I'm like, to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but yeah. So yeah, I, I like that to, to give the parent kind of a little bit of leeway to kind of see how things play out in certain scenarios and be able to intervene when necessary. Like you said, the first option is you don't have to go. You don't have to invest in this obligation. And then I think the next option is we don't all have to go, right? Like some of us can go and kind of feel it out and kind of get an idea. And maybe next summer is the time that everyone comes, right? Like that, that's always an option as well. I know that there are some families that are like, we stick together, right? And I think every family has that prerogative, but recognizing that it's an option that not everyone has to be there the first time. Yeah. But also if the newly out child is not going to be in attendance, definitely have a conversation whether or not you as the parent should be informing any of that extended family of their recent coming out. Because right. then it just feels like they've just left to go gossip about you as the child. Totally. Totally have that conversation with them ahead of time so that they're not wondering, oh, how is it going down? Like, are they yeah. just talking about me behind my back? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think that conversation is so important because I know with our own kid, she really wanted to come out to her cousins herself, but she did not want to come out to her grandparents and aunts and uncles. She did not want to have that. Or even us. Right. <laughs> So, so I think that the kids like to have those options as well. Like, yeah, don't tell my favorite cousin. I want to have that conversation. But yeah, will you take care of Uncle Bob? Because I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's about giving them, empowering them to be able to tell the people that they want, right, that they love and maybe warm up to the idea of, of telling people that are still important in their lives, but might be a bit more judgmental or for lack of better words, from a different time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what if this parent decides 
we are all going to go. We all want to see the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, the grandparents. We're all going to go, but we're still kind of worried. <laughs> what, what are some tips that we can give parents that are still kind of worried to go? How can they prepare to make this a really good experience for themselves and for their kiddo? And I think you've said it best, like it starts with that conversation for sure. Maybe like a safe word to let the parent know maybe when they're getting uncomfortable or if a family member is potentially kind of trying to needle in and and say things they shouldn't. As always, a a conversation is essential. And, you know, we talked about setting some boundaries through having the conversations with the, the newly out child. I think it's also important for the partners, the parentals, if, if it's a, a dual unit to have a conversation as well, because it's also dependent on whose extended family is it, right? Can I talk to your mom the same way I would talk to my mom? Ooh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. Like if we have a couple of parents, right? And mm-hmm. if we're at a family event that is for one side, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do we handle that communication? I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Like if Auntie Janie is my sister-in-law, you know, can I go off on them the same way that <laughs> I can go smack my own sibling? You know, right. it's, it's very different. So that has kind of also taken us off topic, but so yeah, definitely have a conversation. If the parentals are a duo unit, have a conversation. I have a conversation with the newly out child, the two or three of you, and, you know, bring siblings in too. I think the younger generations are phenomenal in their just pure love. There's no real hindrance to, to how they show it, how they express it and how much they can give. And so I think obviously, hopefully (laughs) all the younger siblings would be totally on board and And I think maybe even have a conversation with the littles, like this is something that is very personal to this sibling, you know, it's very important to them. And sometimes people don't necessarily like that. So we just want to make sure we take care of our, our sibling and, you know, make sure everyone's being nice to them. You know, I don't don't know. I agree. I think there's no age limit on being able to communicate. This is how we're going to support one another. This is how we're going to show love for one another. And this is how we're going to have each other's backs, whether it's sexual orientation, gender identity, choosing to join another religion or choosing to major in something that the right, the whole family didn't expect you to major in. Like it's all of these like vulnerable moments And how can we as a family unit really have each other's back in those vulnerable moments? And I think to that end, there's a really great way to take any rose colored glasses off and really look at your family and extended family and see the reality of it. And then decide, okay, here are a few situations that might possibly come up, right? You might not know what the sarcastic comment is going to be, but there's probably going to be a sarcastic comment from Uncle Bob, right? And you don't know what the questioning is going to be, but Aunt Susie is probably going to say things like, how do you really know? How do you know it's not a trend, right? Or just a phase, right? So you can anticipate a few things if you really look at the reality of your extended family. And I would suggest kind of going through some of those possible scenarios and coming up with a few responses, right? And deciding together as a family unit, are we going to be sarcastic right back? Are we going to joke around? Or is this not a joking matter? Are we going to handle it and nip it in the bud right away? Yeah, I think definitely that needs to be a a familial conversation because 
from my experience, sarcasm and humor <laughs> that does not work all the time. And the newly out child might not necessarily understand, depending on their age, understand like higher level humor when it comes to adults and things like that. So it could come across as insulting mm-hmm. the child still. So I would say just be careful with the joking. I guess I would just lead with love, you know, be wary of the, we love you no matter what, but, but definitely just, no, it's not a phase. This is who I love. Mm-hmm. The end. If if yeah. the person needs more than that, then, then that's on them. That's, that's on that family member that there's just things that, that don't necessarily need to be known by everybody that mm-hmm. everyone's, uh, you know, entitled to their autonomy and, privacy so go away (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the greatest opportunities of family events like this is that the parents do have the opportunity to really show their kid where their priorities are and really give that extra amount of love during these times I think can go so far I think it's so powerful when a parent can say to their own parent I absolutely love my child and there's nothing wrong with them. And you don't need to act like there's anything wrong with them. Right. To see your mom say that to her mom about you, like that Mm -hmm. is powerful. And we don't often get those opportunities, especially when we've been quarantined for two years. Right. (laughs) Yes. We have not had enough opportunities to tell our parents off. It's so true. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't. We need more of those. So no, but I, I do, I do agree that there's power in that. I think as the parent, I tell you this a lot, it's, it's confident, not cocky, right? Just carry yourself with the grace and proudness that you have for that child and just express it that way with love. It can go so far. It can, it can become a memory that that kid has for the rest of their life. Yeah. At the family reunion when I was 14 and I had just come out, my mom made sure that grandma could not say anything negative towards me. Like, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. really big deal. That doesn't mean we don't love grandma. It's absolutely grandma. That's, that's not a way that we handle. Or that's not the way we even view this anymore. Cause that's not what it is. You know, mm-hmm. just a little helpful correction, a little nudge, a little check them into the boards. <laughs> Grandma goes flying into the stands. Great. Yep, check. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm thinking about for us, if we had like a family wedding or a family reunion that we were going to go to this summer, is there anything that we would want our parents to do for us? Like here we are grown adults, but we're still kind of vulnerable. We're still the kids in the situation, right? Like, is there anything we would want to hear our parents say? I think a lot of times when people assume it's a phase, they still look at you as immature in that Mm -hmm. you haven't made these decisions yet. You haven't solidified because it's quote, not the norm. So there's like that ambiguity that people throw out there. So as long as there was, you know, respect, you know, I don't ask for a lot in life. So (laughs) (laughs) just be a good person. Well, this has been really good. Thank you for coming on our podcast, Kristen. Do you want to recap? Yeah, let's recap. All right. So option one, which might seem completely unfeasible at the time, but once you as a parent have that ego check, really evaluate the level of safety for you and your family. 
Option one is don't go. Mm. That's totally okay. Option number two, figure out a subsect of family, you know, like you've already determined it to be a good time. Everyone kind of wants to go, you know, not everyone still has to go. There can be with, with the newly out child or without, if it's without the newly out child, make sure and have that conversation about potentially their absence and, you know, how it's quote explained. Basically don't make the child feel like you're just on this event gossiping about them the entire time. And then lastly, number three is you all go, but there is several conversations between the parent and a potential partner. And then that child to, to set realistic goals and expectations about the boundaries that you're setting for words and actions coming in against you and, and how you would like each other to, to respond to those. Love it. Thanks, Kristen. This is fun. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. Snaps. <laughs> hey, fam. I hope you enjoyed this little peek into our lives and an even bigger hope that it was actually helpful. <laughs> I'm so excited to announce that Pride and Joy Publishing's newest book is now available. This meditative coloring book, entitled Color Me Queer, is full of mid-century modern designs, as well as lesser-known quotes from LGBTQ icons spanning several generations. Our hope is that our little book will bring you peace and joy in 2022. You can snag your copy today at www.colormequeerbook.com. Colormequeerbook.com. When you buy from our website, $6 from each copy goes to Pride and Joy Foundation, but the book will be available on Amazon and all major retailers as well. For yourself and for gifts this year, Color Me Queer is the book of choice and helps us in our mission to reduce the rate of suicide and homelessness in our community. Tell your friends. (laughs) Be good to yourselves, fam. I appreciate you.